0: Hi there. I'm Margaret. Join me for a deep dive into the life of a freelancer. I share my client's struggles and successes and celebrate those moments that make it oh so worth it. This is Freelance Freedom. Welcome to this week's episode. So this week we have my good friend Irina Leone is a branding portrait photographer and a master at shaking things up. For moving half across the world from a home country and then later in life, a full 180 degree switch from a cushy technology career and hard-earned science degree to being a creative for a living. And those are just the big ones. After nine years of running on all I can shoot photography business, she founded Power Portraits and have dedicated herself to educating business owners, especially personal brands about the power of photography and a solid visual strategy in building strong connections and engagement with their audiences. I'm so excited to have Irina here today. And we're talking all about personal branding. Photography, and we're digging in deep to all those questions that you always wanted to ask your local
1: photographer and brand strategist. Welcome. Hi, hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Wow, I cannot believe I did all those things.
0: (laughs) You've done all of that and so much more too, which we're also going to dive into. So I know we talked a little bit about what your background is in the intro, but when did you first start doing photography? How did you become a photographer? What made you dive into personal branding? all that good stuff.
1: I had a little camera since I was 12. My dad was into photography and I was sitting on his lap at first and then sitting next to him in the dark room just to spend more time with him. You know, I wanted, Hey daddy, I want to hang out with you kind of situation. He got me a camera, got me some paper, some film, and there it went. I was photographing horses mostly back then. Then it was over. The Soviet Union broke up, the film store that we had in town closed down, and it was over. Just like that. And I decided I wanted to study computers. (laughs)
0: as soon as you said that i had such a flashback because i haven't thought about it in so long but my dad we had a dark room in the basement too and those are some of my favorite memories sitting in the dark room i don't know there's something like really comforting about that weird red light like did you guys have that too because i guess you can't have any actual light in the dark room so the only light you get (laughs) yeah it's so crazy wow i just had a total flashback from that that's so cool you had
1: the same experience and you didn't
0: become a photographer.
1: How's that?
0: <laughs> I know. I had the same experience. And I think because my only exposure, I mean, it sounded like you had, you were actually photographing some cool stuff, but my only exposure was we would
1: take family photos, which seemed a bit boring to me. Yeah. So. Well, that's what he was doing. He was taking family photos. I was in sports. So I was photographing riders and horses and all kinds of situations. Wow. Yeah. mostly just for them and they were not professional photos, trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they've definitely come a long way. And just for everyone out there,
0: I'll post some photos. I mean, I have some photos right now on my site, but I'll post some more too. So Irina, we did a photo shoot together just, I think, almost two years ago now. And it was amazing. And she's so good at making you feel comfortable, especially someone like me, who's very awkward in front of the camera. Uh, She does a very good job making you feel super comfortable. And I think especially looking for a photographer, that's... I mean, I, as someone getting your photo taken, that's the first thing that I look for, which is maybe a good question too. Like for people like me who are really uncomfortable in front of the camera, how as a photographer over time, have you made them feel more
1: comfortable and how can people I know how it feels I love getting in front of the camera not because I love taking pictures of myself but because I know how it feels Mm. I'm awkward too everybody's awkward (laughs) (laughs) and honestly they're nervous about showing up I'm nervous about showing up because I'm the one who's supposed to perform I'm the one who's supposed to make them feel good make them look good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and do my job at the same time. It's complicated. So my advice to people who are looking to do their pictures is to find somebody who you are the most comfortable with. You're not going to be 100% comfortable showing up on the day of the shoot, obviously, but you'll be prepared and you will have had conversations with that person for a while. And you will know that they're not going to be putting you on your spot. They're not going to be making you do something uncomfortable. Well, they are going to make you do uncomfortable things, but it's going to be okay. You trust them. Mm -hmm. So unless there's that trust, (laughs) you don't really want to invest all that money. Photography is expensive. You don't want to invest all that money into somebody who is just, you know, you know what I mean? (laughs)
0: Definitely. And I think having, like you're saying, like the trust and rapport goes so long. And I was fine too, that doing it over again, which I do need to do over again, because like I said, it's been a couple of years. I think that I would also keep in mind that you get more comfortable towards the end of the shoot. So don't plan your most important photos at the very beginning. (laughs) Yes,
1: definitely. So the first half an hour is the most nerve-wracking to people. After that, they begin to relax because they see that nothing bad is happening. And it's actually a pretty slow process because every shot is being styled or planned or whatever is going on. So the preparation is what takes the most time and then the shots are fast and then we're done. So yeah, people actually get tired within two, three hours. That's why my sessions are usually, if we're not doing the full day with a break, my sessions are usually up to three hours long. And that's it. Because after that, people can't perform anymore. They're like, I'm done. I'm done with this. Let's go have lunch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Big time. So how long have you been doing photography for? I'm celebrating 10 years. Oh, amazing. Congrats. <laughs> I'm actually celebrating 10 years since I went out and registered the business and officially started doing photography for a living. Yes, awesome. 10 years. Amazing. Congrats. <laughs> it's a full decade. I know. It sounds so long when
0: you think about it that way. And then I know you've also been making a bit of a transition lately, too. Like, what kind of needs have you seen out there for people who? not only need their photographs taken, but freelancers and solo entrepreneurs. I mean, there's so many places that their photos go now. It's not just websites like now they're Instagram and all of that too. So how do you prepare people for all of the places that their images are going to show up? And then also, if you can speak a bit to like building a cohesive brand through all of those areas.
1: That's a loaded question,
0: Margaret. It's a, a lot of question.
1: <laughs> Here's a load, go for it, right? Yeah. So, obviously, things have changed a lot in the past just several years, and having a headshot is no longer enough for people. You want to cover your entire brand from every angle that your audience experiences it. Wherever is the first touching point with your brand, you need to make sure that you are there, you're present, and you're well represented, whether it's Instagram. Facebook, Twitter, or your website, or an article that leads somewhere, anywhere that you're creating content as a guest, there's going to be a link to which people are going to click and they're going to go to that link and see stuff. And if you're posting pictures of your food in a bad lighting situation, this is not a well-represented brand. You're missing out there because hello. A lot of people doing podcasts, they tell, oh, I'm on Instagram. This is my handle. People go to their Instagram and they are like, okay, I don't really want to see this on my feed. So I'm not going to follow them. Right. But if they see something valuable for them, and if they see your personality, they're attracted, they're a warm audience. They already liked something. They already clicked on your link. They're there. They're ready not to purchase necessarily, but they are ready to buy into who you are. So, Instagram is important. Any links that lead somewhere from wherever you're posting or talking to them is where they're first introduced to your brand. And this is how I approach it with my clients. I'm asking them, what do you do? What do you show up? How do you market? Do you run ads? Cold, warm audience, all that stuff goes into the strategy. And at the end, when we have a list of photos ready for the photo shoot, everything is covered. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think that's so important. And it's so much more than it used to be. Because I remember not long ago, it was oftentimes if I have clients coming to me and who are not in the web space, but are putting a website together and getting a photographer, some of the insights I'll give them is like, okay, you need to make sure they're just not all vertical shots. We need a lot of horizontal ones because if we're putting them on the web and stuff too. And I think those used to be the biggest tips, but now there's a huge amount of information and so many considerations before a shoot that you need to take into account because you don't just need banners for the website anymore. We need like, sizes for ad placements, Instagram posts. And before it was like, when we saw a vertical photo, especially in a package of photos given to us to go on a website, it was like, I don't know what to do with this vertical photo. But now since stories, it's like, now we have something to do with the vertical photos too. <laughs> all of a sudden, they're all the, all the jazz. <laughs> exactly. So things change super quickly. So having that sort of knowledge of everywhere that it's going, I think also can save people money in the long run too, because... All of a sudden, you don't want to have beautiful photos, but then none of them being the right position or sizing that you have to go and get redone. So I think
1: definitely all of that is going into that strategy. So I had to create a system where we're answering all those questions, all the colors are getting examined, the personalities getting examined, We're basically coming up and helping them to come up with as many answers as possible. And the whole change. Two years later, they're going to be, I need more photos. Like Exactly. It's <laughs> fine. But for the moment, we're doing the best we can to represent who we are and to show audience what is so special about us. Because this is what I do. I help people to stand out from all that digital noise out there. What is so special about you? What is so interesting about you? Do you live in a van? Do you have a dog? What is it? That- <laughs> All of that goes up there now. We get really up close and personal with our audiences. And this is what works nowadays, Mm -hmm. the human side of us. Yeah,
0: totally. So if you could give some pointers for someone who's looking for a photographer to make sure that they have all of these aspects covered and that they have this complete package put together, what are some questions people can ask a photographer or things that they can look for to make sure that they
1: have all their bases covered? This is going to be hard and I'm sorry that we photographers are making it so hard for you guys because most of the time when we start the business, we have no idea what we're doing, but eventually some of us figure things out. So when you're looking for a photographer who wants to cover all the bases for you like that, you want to see that they are offering just that because this is a very complicated business system. And if they're trying to mix it up with shooting babies and weddings, trust me, they have not figured it out. When you see a branding photographer on their Instagram, you see wedding pictures. Mm, No, unless you know exactly what you need, exactly where to bring them. You figured out the location, the styling, and you did all the branding work yourself. And some people are really good at it. Then you can hire a monkey with a camera to take those shots. But if you need that work done for you or with you, this is where you have to invest. And you want to make sure the photographer knows their cheese. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's about the question. So how is it going to go? Usually there's a free consultation and you can ask them, what's the process? How many times can I talk to you while we're planning this? How can you help me to make sure that I get what I want? Because I don't know what I want. Most people call me, they still want headshot. They don't know what they want. Mm -hmm. It's up to me to educate them and to help them to get to the place where they're like, okay, this is better than I could possibly ever expect.
0: Yeah, for sure. So that's a really good point you brought up too. If it seems like there isn't a specific niche that the person is in that you're looking for photos specifically for. I mean, if you're looking for branding photos, like you said, going to a wedding photographer is probably not your best
1: bet. Like I said, if you know what you want exactly, wedding photographer is not a bad idea. Yeah. They're very quick on their feet. That's true, right? If you're looking for volume, I'm sure. Yes, oh my God, in one day, 2,000 photos, you're good.
0: Okay, that's really good to know. So. I also wanted to bring up the point of having, of course, professional shots on your website, on your Instagram, everywhere you're showing up online is super important too. Do you see a value also in mixing those in with some candid shots for, oh, for, for lifestyle? Easy. And what proportionately, if you could give us sort of a number, like a three to one ratio? or <laughs> uh,
1: I can come up with a number for you, but stay flexible. Definitely mix with your smartphone pictures, with selfies, anything that's on the fly, that's taken on the go in the moment is the most relatable to people. Our website, we want to have done professionally. We want to have all the good photos, professional photos for our website, well-designed, everything is stylized and put together to give us the good feeling, the solid feeling as the audience that you have got your stuff together. Do we bleep on this podcast? You (laughs) You can say it. (laughs) (laughs) On Instagram, you want to have a good mix because people are going to engage, comment and like and comment, especially on posts that are, this is happening right now. And it's an emotional moment, something exciting or fun. This is what they want to see the most. But you still want to mix in some of your professional photos in there, especially if you're giving them value. Basically, on Instagram, you are training your audience what to expect from your account. Do you get it? It's like you're raising, you're growing your audience, you're training them to expect what you're giving them. So for example, when I'm giving them value posts, I am using some photos of myself. They're professional photos. I'm using fingers, quotes, the <laughs> You guys can not see, I take them mostly myself or I ask my friends or whatever, we frame them, but they're professional looking photos. And that way my audience knows that this is where I show up to teach them something. It's a subconscious connection between their right brain and left brain. It, it works. And then I use for my personal post for where I want to engage with them. It's something that I took with my phone. I also make sure that those pictures look good. Obviously, I'm a photographer. I know how to use my iPhone camera very well too. I actually have a course on that because a lot of people have been asking me to teach them basic photography skills so they can improve their photos. Apparently, my phone photos look pretty good for them. It's a thing. Smartphone photography is a thing. It's important to realize that you don't need this big, expensive technology to cover yourself when you're producing content, whether it comes to video, or taking pictures. All you need to have is good light. If you have good lights, if you're not shooting in the dark cave room, like my condo is pretty dark, so I'm very (laughs) happy with the fact that I can't shoot photos at home or videos. I need professional lighting all the time. When I'm somewhere in Florida or in California, and I'm staying in this house that has a lot of light, I take full advantage of that. I shoot some photos there. I shoot some selfies there. I get silly there. I shoot some videos there. I go live on my Facebook there. I take full advantage of that because I have good light. For me, <laughs> this is where it's a signal. Let's get going, Irina. Let's produce some content right now because tomorrow you're going to be back to your cave. <laughs> <laughs> and it's dark there.
0: Yeah, which brings up a really good point too, because I'm so one of those people who gets hung up on technology. Like for example, I know some of the people who follow me on Instagram, I'm rebuilding a van to do a bit more traveling, which I'll talk about. I probably have like a dedicated band episode because I've had a lot of questions about it. But the first thing I think of of starting a YouTube channel, I'm like, oh, do I need a professional camera? And then all of a sudden, this sort of dark cloud of technology overwhelm <laughs> comes over me. And then I shut down and don't record any content at all because I feel like I don't have the right equipment. So is a smartphone enough? I know you gave us like one of the biggest pointers probably is to just maximize and take advantage of lighting
1: cuz that's probably one of the biggest the most important one. Light is everything and with smartphone cameras it's the key because the sensor is tiny and in a dark it doesn't do very well. So this is how people end up with crappy photos and crappy videos because they shoot when it's too dark. Taking advantage of light and basically seeking out the light is what I do all day long every day of the year. So it's different for people who are not photographers, but this is what you need to get used to: finding the light. This is good light. Let's stop here on the road. This is good light, right. and you don't need anything other than your smartphone. Photographer, you know why? I'll tell you why. Imagine you went out and actually invested in fancy equipment, whatever it is, like some abstract camera with microphone and blah blah blah. And you start shooting videos. Have you shot videos before? No. So they're going to be crappy, regardless. Right. When you start with this little thing and focus on getting better angles, focus on finding that light, getting into habit to shoot them, to produce them. This is where you learn. Eventually, when you already outsmarted your little smartphone, you feel like you need something more. This is where you invest. But chances are you're not going to get there for a couple of years. And these are pretty good nowadays. Did you see the quality of the video that comes out of my iPhone 8? It's like, what? And Android phones are even better, especially if you have a Samsung phone. The quality of their photos, astounding. I'm actually jealous. I can't switch to Android world anymore. I'm stuck in iPhone forever. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm so envious of people who have these amazing phones. And all I tell them is, please wipe your lens and find a good light. And you're golden. Okay,
0: good. I feel like that's the kick in the butt I need. And hopefully that speaks to some people out there too, who have been procrastinating and putting things off from not having the right quote-unquote equipment, which I know I've struggled with too. So no more excuses and I have a good phone too. There's really no excuse for it. And like you said too, focusing on clean lens, lighting, getting the editing down, and then it can scale up from there. Yep. Awesome. So I know we talked about the polished pictures versus the reality photos.
1: Uh, Yes, I never gave you those numbers. Okay,
0: I know it's hard to say exactly, but I have seen sort of the trend of people having in their timeline a little bit more polished photos and then having their
1: stories and lives and things like that be a little bit more casual. Stories are definitely very casual and you want to eliminate the text and stories. A lot of people don't even know that you can press the thumb against the screen and pause the story. So if there's too much to read, they're going to miss everything. Talking head is fine, just as long as it's not too long. You can kind of prepare and practice a little bit because those speeches are pretty short anyway. Mm -hmm. We can wing it. I've seen Instagram accounts who are doing amazing jobs, who have hundreds of thousands of followers, and they're shot entirely on their smartphone. Mm. (laughs) Awesome. All they do is they have a set of filters that they're using in their software, whatever that is, Lightroom or some app that they're using, and that's it. Everything else is shot pretty well they've nailed it down how to compose an image and what works and what audience likes to see they're using a lot of food in their shots they're using textures like sweaters and textured graphics on their clothes that's what makes it interesting on instagram because those tiny little images they need to have enough interest enough contrast for us to stop from scrolling and get noticed i teach all that stuff obviously inside of my membership (laughs)
0: Yeah, for sure. So I want to talk a little bit about that too. So talk about the two courses that you offer, because I know the we were talking a lot about smartphone stuff. So if anyone wants to know more about how to take better smartphone photography, where can they go?
1: They can go to visualbrandmastery.com and all the information is on there. I have a membership for people who are building up their brand or rebranding. It's a DIY the training inside there's a support group inside and i show up personally and help people out and answer all the questions and it's a wonderful community but also some of these people asked me for about a year to teach them how to take better photos with their smartphone and that's how the smartphone photography course came up mm-hmm. i just decided there are courses out there that will teach you how to take great iphone pictures but that's the thing they are not focused on people who are branding themselves they show you how to take landscapes, how to drug shutter, how to get fancy with it, right? But they don't really teach people the simplest things that they need to know in order to start taking much better pictures. They keep your horizon line straight, wipe your lens and things like that, you know? So that's how that course got born. Both of them are on digitalbrandmastery.com. And recently, I also started teaching people how to bash their Instagram content because that's an important one. We get burnt out on Instagram so often. Mm -hmm. People skip it for two months and then they go back and like, oh my God, I lost all my momentum. Now nobody's engaging.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm definitely guilty of that. (laughs) (laughs) We got a man now. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Now I've got some appealing content that I can put out there. And of course, with the podcast too. So yeah. Getting better, getting better at it every day. I'm going to link up the URL in the show notes too, just in case you guys have the URL for those courses handy as well too, if you want to learn a little bit more about smartphone photography. So that was pretty much like you answered so many questions. So first of all, thank you so much for being so generous with your knowledge and basically giving me the virtual kick in the butt that I need to know that I can start filming and start doing some smartphone photography to create content right now. I don't have to wait till I have all the equipment because I'm definitely so guilty of that.
1: I can't wait to see a content because that stuff is gonna blow somebody's roof off. I'm so excited about that life and everything that you're going to be posting. And I'm going to be asking you to shoot things. I'm like already in my dreamland <laughs> and commenting on everything. Please expect that. It's coming. Amazing. Please. I
0: love it so much. So thank you. Hopefully that spoke to some people out there who also needed a virtual kick in the butt to just start creating the content with the stuff they have right now improve their skills, and then get to a point where they can start to scale up their tech. And it's so funny because I always have the exact conversations with people as far as websites go. But for some reason, I can't take my own advice in that scenario. So as far as websites go, a lot of people will come to me and say like, I need a custom membership program and full custom build. And then we also need an app and let's do all this at the same time. And then some of the first questions I asked, I'm like, well, have you proven your concept yet? Have you done the research? Have you talked to your audience? And nobody ever does. And I'm like, then start small. I'm like, I've talked to people out of custom builds a lot of times and just saying like, build a Squarespace site, test your audience, get good at updating that, get good at updating your content, get good at writing your copy get good at those things, start to scale your audience and then we'll build up. And I know it's the same advice that I've been giving to people building a website that you're now giving to me. So I can appreciate the irony and take that advice for sure.
1: Yes, I'm so happy to help.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Well, I think that's a great place to wrap up thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge. I will link up any links to get to know not only a little bit more about Irina's courses, but also her Instagram. So you can see some of the photos. You might see my picture on her Instagram a couple of times as well. So I'll link those up and you can follow her, get up to date with her photography. And she posts tons of hot tips for people that aren't part of the program too. So it's worth following even for that.
1: Thank you. Wow. What a great promotion. Thank you. (laughs)
0: Um, No problem. I'm also not a big page promoter. I just really love her work. So I'll say that for the record too. (laughs) (laughs) no affiliate, I'm just a big fan. Thank you. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. So thanks everyone for listening. We'll call it a day there and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. As always, I love to keep the conversation going. So head over to Twitter or Instagram at Margaret That's at M-A-R-G-R-E-F-F-E-L-L. And tag me or slide into my DMs with any questions you may have. You can also find me at my home base of com for all the resources. I'll see you next time.